Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Point Tech podcast. I'm your host Nikhil and for new listeners, first of all, welcome. And now let me tell you what this podcast is all about. So, this is a podcast where I catch you up about the stuff going on in the tech industry without wasting your time. And this week we have added another interesting concept for you. So, we decided to introduce another segment this week called Side Chat. which is basically like a chat on what i think about a particular important topic in the tech industry i hope you like it since instead of being fully informative we have introduced our opinions as well and there have been changes made in this week's format of the podcast so make sure you let us know what you think of it in the suggestions box on our website and with no further ado let's start with this week's episode So let's start with the first topic of the week. Before I move on to the main content, though, let me give you some context. So smartphone designs have barely changed from the old glass screen with selfie camera in the front and like a dozen cameras on the back. Enter the foldables. At first, everyone was excited to see this new form factor, but soon we started to see the problems that came bundled with it. But as we're advancing with the tech. those problems are slowly starting to fade away like for example dust was a very big issue with the original galaxy fold but samsung quickly sorted that out with the new galaxy fold 2 now i'm not saying the dust isn't an issue with your foldable phone anymore it is but it's not that prominent you will still get a warning though but you won't have to worry about it as much as you have to worry about your foldable phone in general again we've talked about rollable phones a lot lately in the industry but no one actually got to test one until now despite the fact that TCL and Oppo have both teased the rollable phone form factor both of them haven't actually released a finished final product for the time being Oppo's working prototype is the best thing we have which is even close to the form factor so this week's main topic for the first segment is the Oppo X 2021 foldable smartphone. Now, the Oppo X 2021's concept is to allow you to flip between a normal 6.7-inch screen and a larger 7.4-inch screen, with a smaller display being more portable and the larger being a better option for entertainment like reading or watching content or playing games. But how does this actually happen? Oppo made a smart trick by rolling a portion of the flexible OLED panel yes phone screens are flexible into the phone's back avoiding the creasing issue that has been prominent on almost all the foldables i've seen in the market up till now but how do you turn on the screen rolling you might ask the power button is used to control the screen rolling a double click or swipe up expands the screen while the same action repeated again retracts it but i did notice a few issues with this prototype in the video though like to begin with when enlarged in the video i observed a light wrinkle at the edge of the panel where it was normally wrapped around the roller those were however far less obvious than the creases i've seen on foldable phones now that's good since who likes a crease on their big phone display and secondly because there was a gap on the left to the uh, to hide the rest of the flexible display i had to expect a line of dust to appear every time the phone was enlarged hopefully 
Oppo and the other manufacturers will find a solution to this problem. However, I feel that dustproofing, waterproofing on rollable phones at least will be very difficult to pull off. Who knows? Now, rollable phones are one of the most talked about topics in the smartphone business. So hopefully we'll see a mass-produced version of this soon. Perhaps one day we will all have rollable phones in our hands and the standard smartphones we have right now will be seen as obsolete technology like feature phones are treated as right now. So the Oppo X 2021 is a cutting edge piece of technology. I really can't wait for this to become a reality if this is the future of smartphone design. Now let's move on to the next segment of this week. So we had the new Windows event two days back and let me tell you, I was blown away by the features Microsoft has implemented. Snap groups, which are the groupings of apps that can be accessed together on a taskbar, are a new addition. And because few of us only use one app at a time on your taskbar, this is a good move forward. You can also expect web-based widgets, which display brief bits of information such as the current weather or your calendar all in one place. Windows 11 can also now bounce programs across several screens without wreaking havoc on your productivity, which is great news for multi-monitor Windows users. When you remove an external display from your laptop, all of the programs on that external display are minimized onto the taskbar. They also show how the OS can remember exactly where you set particular windows in your last session. Hopefully, this means that you will be able to swiftly resume work after restarting your Windows machine. One aspect of the Windows 11 leak that we didn't see was how it will improve the tablet or 2-in-1 experience. The final version of the update appears to include several useful enhancements such as bigger touch targets for easier app resizing, a redesigned touchscreen keyboard which resides in one corner of the screen for finger typing is also included. That will be a lot more helpful for simple typing than Windows 10's huge full-size keyboard that would appear on your screen whenever you pulled up the on-screen keyboard earlier. Windows 11 is also huge for gamers since gaming was one of the key features of the new Windows 11 update. Older games will benefit from Auto HDR which will let the OS to apply more dynamic color and lighting to them automatically. On HDR screens, Microsoft claims that over a thousand games will support the functionality. Microsoft is also making it easier for developers to move any sort of software over to the Microsoft Store while also making it easier to browse for consumers. Microsoft announced today that a store will allow Win32 programs. As part of its Windows 11 announcements on Thursday, Microsoft revealed a major policy change to incentivize developers to make apps for the Microsoft stores. Starting on June 28th, if a developer uses their own or a third-party payment system in their app, Microsoft will let them keep 100% of the revenue. But the deal has one important caveat. It doesn't apply to games. This may put pressure on Apple to relax limitations on its own app store since Apple recently had a huge lawsuit with Epic Games based on exactly that. Overall, I feel that Windows 10 is a much better version of Windows and if this update is available to most people using Windows right now, 
which is a pretty big market, irrespective of their hardware restrictions, then Windows will really benefit. This version of Windows was mainly focused at matching the aesthetic of Apple's new macOS, while also implementing features that are exclusive to M1 MacBooks. For example, Android apps. You can only install iOS apps on your MacBook if it's from the latest M1 Mac lineup, whereas you don't need all of that for your new Windows update. So I'm pretty excited for this new update and I'll dive into more details once I actually get to try the OS out next week when the developer beta comes out. Now moving on to the next segment. Since we got such a positive response on InfoSnips, we will be making them regular. Now let's start with the first InfoSnip. So we all love YouTube and many of us enjoy the service on our Apple mobile devices like iPhones and iPads. Sadly, however, YouTube has never had any official support for picture-in-picture -picture on these devices. Until now, Google has officially announced that YouTube Premium users in the United States will be able to access native picture-in-picture -picture support in the US in the YouTube iOS or iPadOS app with support also rolling out to free users soon. Now, this is great for YouTube users who like to binge videos all day. And without wasting any more time, let's move on to the next info snip. Moving on to the next info snip. I think Google can't really help staying out of the spotlight because it can't help staying out of the news lately. The US state of Massachusetts recently launched their exposure notifications app to work towards lowering COVID-19 numbers in the state. And within the first week, the app had already been configured on 500,000 devices and at the time of this recording has over 1 million installs. The issue? Next to none of the owners of the devices installed the app themselves. and we were not notified in any way that the app was on their device. Many reviews mentioned having a malware detector that found the app or just randomly seeing it while scrolling through their apps list. Google's Play Store list is flooded with one-star reviews of angry residents. One reviewer even saying the program was installed on their Samsung tablet that had never once been in the state of Massachusetts. Studies have shown that contact tracing technology, when properly configured and used by citizens, can be very effective in lowering COVID cases. Though a report showed that as many as 50% of US citizens don't trust these apps for various privacy concerns. While these apps can be very effective, I think we can all agree that it's just a common sense that installing such an app onto a user's device without their knowledge nor consent is not any kind of way to get them to trust the technology in the slightest. Next info snip. Moving on to the last info snip of this week. Since in our survey, most people voted for innovations in tech to be included in this week's episode, here's an interesting development for you. So pivoting off a second of some of the big companies, a German research institute by the name of Fraunhofer FKIE, I'm sorry if I butchered the name, recently developed a drone that can detect human screams. Don't freak, it's not as creepy as it sounds. The drone uses advanced AI technology to analyze 
and develop models to better recognize sounds in which is similar to the screams of its makers. Then, when the drone hears a human screaming, it will fly to that location to aid first responders in locating the needy individual. The technology is currently under testing as its creators work to ensure the accuracy of the algorithm that detects a call for help, though testing has shown a very positive trend in the drone's development so far. So, this is a new innovation in tech which will maybe help, maybe not. Let's see what happens. And I think we're done with InfoSnips this week. Let's move on to the last segment of the week, which is pretty interesting. So, stick around. So, the last segment of this week is actually Side Chat. Now, this week's Side Chat is very interesting. So, stick around and I hope you'll like it. So, I was randomly scrolling on the Netflix mobile app one day and even though this might not be a recent feature, I noticed it recently, so I'll be talking about it right now. I noticed on the app a new section in the middle which was similar to YouTube Shorts or Instagram Reels or TikTok and it had short scrollable clips from different content across Netflix. Now. In this segment of SideChat, I'd like to discuss if that feature was actually relevant because let's be honest, if I'm going on Netflix, it's either to continue watching or start watching something. And even if I do want short content, I can just go watch the trailer, right? I don't need clips. And if I do have the time to binge on clips from Netflix, I just watch the whole thing. I mean, I don't see the point of introducing something that everyone is doing just for the heck of it. I mean, see, I get it. Short, scrollable content may be the trend right now. I mean, people are supporting YouTube shorts. People are supporting Instagram reels. And the TikTok algorithm is not stopping. But did an OTT platform like Netflix had to introduce something like this in their application as well? I mean, um... People's attention spans are lowering day by day because um, I, I do notice that about five years ago, I would be able to watch a video which was 10 minutes at a stretch without getting bored. But as of now, I can't even watch a two minute video properly without getting bored. So it's not just me, it is everyone over here. But again, this directly doesn't affect Netflix because if I want to watch a movie or TV show which I usually do want to I can just go watch it regularly right I mean it doesn't affect Netflix only because Netflix is not aimed at creating short content and by short I don't mean 50 seconds I mean like a minute or two minutes or 10 minutes Netflix is known for creating shows and movies which are way longer than that right So, I really don't see the point of Netflix introducing such a feature on their mobile application. I mean, again, I do get that it is because everyone's doing it, at least that's what I assume, but there's no need for it, right? Because honestly, no one's going to click on it. I mean, I did only because I wanted to know how it was and I did not keep scrolling. I mean, I found myself seeing clips of random shows I didn't even want to watch. I mean, 
if I want to watch something, Netflix will just recommend me shows and movies. It doesn't need to show me clips from random shows and movies that have been popular all over my country, right? Now, let me know what you think of this in the comments below. Because, again, YouTube Shorts, TikTok, Reels, everything that's, you know, aiming towards this sort of content is growing. But I'm not sure if any of our listeners are even aware of this new feature by Netflix. Because I feel it isn't that relevant to at least Netflix content on Netflix's database, right? So let me know what you think and how you feel about Netflix introducing such a feature. And if you think anything could have been done differently. So that's it for this week's side chat. I hope you enjoyed this week's segment, this new try at a better segment. Um, We're trying to innovate with episodes in our podcast. So do let us know what you think of the different segments we introduce every episode. And this side chat was very small as compared to the last opinion-based segment in our first episode, only because I'd like to hear more from you of what our audience thinks of the new features that have been implemented that we think on, right? So, again, don't forget to subscribe to us so that you never miss an episode. And do let me know what you think of this episode as a whole and what you think of our side chat topic this week in our suggestions box on our website. Till then, I'll see you all next week. Stay safe and have a great day.